0: All right. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Sharon Rolfe, who is an essence and retirement coach. Sharon, how are you doing? Hi,
1: Timothy. I'm doing great. Good to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Yes. Yes. Great to have you on. And we like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great.
1: Well, in fact, I need to do more things for fun. I was just writing an article this morning about, you know, I need to expand my fun thing. But um OK, about me, what makes me unique is I'm a uh, behavioral scientist. Back when nobody knew what those were. But nowadays, um, we know a little more. But most of the behavioral scientists work with uh, addicts. And I don't want to do that. <laughs> I want to work with good people, professional people who want to get better because I like to bring out the golden nugget that's inside everybody. So um, I grew up on a farm and I'm 74 and never married. And that paints me pretty unique too. But um, since I retired, I went from feeling invisible to being the queen of courage.
0: Tell us about that. From invisible to the queen of courage. Give us a little bit more of that story.
1: Well, I was the middle of five and now middle kids kind of tend to get ignored And in my family, it was kind of the safe thing, uh, in my mind anyway, uh, because my older sister had gotten quite a bit of um, abuse, sexual abuse. And so, you know, making good grades and not rocking the boat was kind of important to me. So um, I studied and, you know, always got A's and B's. But um, even through my career, you know, people said, well, you know, sometimes they say, yeah, you're outstanding in your field. Out. Standing in your field, (laughs) I felt like raised on a farm. I could identify with that out standing in a field. So, um, but I just went along with, you know, the career, do the what your, you know, job is to do, and just kind of. I figured the boss would promote me when he thought I was ready. Well, no, they don't exactly do that unless you show some initiative, and so I started showing initiative. But it was just a typical. boring career. And once I retired, I started coaching school. And one day I was coming back from lunch for class and, and um, I slapped the desk and stopped my feet and said, it's not okay to be invisible. Where did that come from? It was such a shock to me. And yet it's been, um, I've come into my own Influence, sphere of influence since retiring. So it's been good.
0: I love that. Do you think going from invisible to the queen of courage had something to do with authenticity? Like, were you your authentic self when you were being invisible, or have you come into that as you've become more courageous?
1: Ooh, that's a tough question. (laughs) (laughs) I've always felt, Timothy, that I kind of lived close to my own. Values. I mean, I always loved learning, and that was kind of different in my family. But um, I, I was a kind of capped in in my being visible or being uh, authentic. Let's put it that way. Being because I always wanted you to be able to take my words to the bank. That's my authenticity, right? <laughs> But um, since retiring and going to coaching school, I have been much more um, authentic and um, I guess alive would be a good word.
0: I love it. That's what I love to hear. Well, tell us a little bit more about your motivation. What gets you up and keeps you going every day?
1: Well, this goes clear back to when I was in high school, I guess I always had kind of a there was a mystery about people and being their potential. What's their potential? And um, and I was just as mysterious about my own, you know, but I, throughout my career, even kind of for friends, I would help them tweak their resume or help them understand themselves more. But potential is, and passion are both still really important to me. And Um, That's kind of why I'm an essence coach, because um, the more we are aligned with our DNA, what's inside of us, I think the happier we'll be, and I like to use the term heaven on earth, it will feel um, like this is what we were made for. And um, knowing how to write your essence statement is really rare in this world. But um, I'm ready to help a lot of people with that because living with contentment and fulfillment and meaning in your life just is um, amazing lifestyle.
0: I love it. Tell us a little bit about that essence statement, how to write it, and how do we go about aligning ourselves with our essence for the 22-year-old that's sitting out there, doesn't know who they are, they're scared, they are not courageous, they feel invisible, speak to us.
1: Wow, that's a, a high uh, thing to measure up to. Okay, so my, my service that I offer, which is um, pretty unique, is uh, it's not, I mean, I learned it by paying $10,000 to go to coaching school. But my book that I have, um, that I wrote, published last October, Fresh Courage in Retirement, Exploring the Possibilities, well, subtitle is Finding purpose, essence, and fulfillment. So I kind of walk people through some baby steps and and action items as to how to go about finding do-it-yourself purpose. Because as you do the assignments, there might be, you know, inspiration that comes to you and say, oh yeah, I forgot how much fun I had playing the trombone in high school. I think I'd like to do that again. (laughs) You know, or, or, um, whatever happened to those debating skills that I was so good at in high school? You know, um, maybe I could dust those off. So um, purpose, there's, okay, so about 30% of even retirees have a struggle with finding purpose, a new purpose, because, you know, once we don't have a job anymore and, and a boss, no nobody telling us what to do, we've got to figure that on our own. But as a 22-year-old, I um I would start by list making two lists. one is all the things that you love to do, even if it's mowing the lawn <laughs> or washing the dishes or laundry or something but things you love to do you know, I love to take a walk every day and um whistle at the birds and and pet the dogs, but um so twenty things, you know, that's a pretty extensive list. And the other list is, okay, what makes you you? What's what's your personal qualities that make Timothy Timothy? You know, it might be being responsible. It might be being creative. It might be being uh, helpful um, or funny, or you know. So list another twenty things that you. Uh, that make you who you are. And those qualities, what we don't realize is that they're kind of something in our tool bag, that we go to work with those qualities. You know, we, we go to school with those qualities. Um, and you don't often think of those as being part of your support system, but you've learned them from somebody along the way, you know, parents or uncles or grandpas or something, teachers, so they've taught you how to be that way. And um, those two things are um, two of the five or six keys that uh, go into making your essence. So my essence, Timothy, is I am precious jewel of wisdom. I am colorful collaborator, motivator, and learner. I am authentic, pure, um, authentic um, I forgot that, pure inspire, I light fires. So lighting fires kind of goes along with that, with that um, potential. I'm tranquil, authentic, and pure inspire. So people find that I'm peaceful and kind of uh, pleasant to be around.
0: I love that. I love that. How long did it take you to come up with your essence statement? And how long do you think it would usually take the average person?
1: Well, I had to go to the first day of coaching school with these five or six items done. And they said, well, it can take you as little as um, two hours or it could take you, you know, I think I used two weeks to get it done because I kind of like to reflect and, you know, recall some of those nice things that's happened in my life that, that, you know, tickled my heart. But um, we did it in just one day. The amazing thing, um, there was about 20 people in our class. And at the end of class, uh, they had to stand in a circle and we had to read our essence statement to each other. What a powerful moment that was because nobody had ever asked us who we are on the inside. It felt like I was bearing my soul for the first time ever. And it moved a lot of us to be choked up. Uh, it was a very precious moment. So, um, but the other thing that in in living my essence, I used to have, I have a wall hanging, but I moved it to a different corner. It used to be in the corner here. And I know one day I read it three times. I had kind of been bouncing off the wall a bit, like, how do I know if my days are productive? Um, And I hate wasting time, you know? So that essence statement started making me realize that if I live from my values, every day felt right. Having life feel right is priceless, right?
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. There we go. Well, awesome, Sharon. Let's jump into your dreams and goals now. Tell us a little bit more about your vision for the rest of your life and for your um, essence coaching business.
1: Okay, um, my dream is to live to pass a hundred, and um, I'm seventy four now, and I brag about that because nobody believes me anyway, <laughs> and. Um my dream kind of is to there is so much untapped potential in all the free time that retirees have that I and and they're struggling with finding purpose. So I want to help them out with finding their purpose, but I want to see billboards that say boomers what are you doing to come alongside your favorite charity. Or charities that say, boomers, we need you to come help us do what we're doing in your community. So, you know, playing golf uh, 24-7 might become boring at some point. Um, maybe the grandkids move far, far away and they're, you know, they're no longer in your life, you know, on a daily basis. So finding meaning and um, engaging our communities, I think is um, a two-way benefit in that we find a reason to get out of bed in the morning and the community gets to um, appreciate the wisdom and experiences and the stories that we've had that um, help them. You know, we're, it's, it's a good time to be passing on our wisdom to others.
0: Absolutely. So you're looking to unlock all of the untapped potential that is in the yes, world. Yes,
1: you got that. Oh, and the other dream I have is to spend Christmas in Germany. I've heard Germany is a great place for Christmas. Okay, okay,
0: there we go. Spend Christmas in Germany. How long have you had that dream?
1: Well, my brother um, married a lady from Germany, and I think he got to spend Germany uh, Christmas there once. I'm not positive, but he's now passed on and so has his wife. So um, his son is living there. And I did approach him here about three or four years ago, but coming and his father in law was um, uh, dealing with cancer at the time. And he said his, his vacation days would be spent with his father in law. So I haven't brought up the idea since but I've got a new friend that was born in Germany and I'm hoping that solves my, my dream.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. So going to Germany this Christmas then, huh?
1: Why not? <laughs>
0: <laughs> there we go. Well, Are there any other dreams or goals that you wanna chat about?
1: Um, the, the main thing is, um, okay, I wanna be an international speaker. You know, I, I'm i not sure where to find retirees besides all the, you know, younger people that are still working in their jobs. But it's getting to be uh, where so many people are changing their career that um, there might be a lot of people out there wanting to live their essence and having a clue. And so I'm here to help anybody and everybody. Let me tell you this quick story. My friend... Um, uh, did this essence uh, statement with a five or six-year-old, couple kids that were acting out in kindergarten, first grade. This teacher was having a struggle with them. And when they learned their essence statement, and she explained it to them in a way that they could understand, they settled right down and were no longer an issue in class. That's pretty profound for a bit, very young person, but it applies to people uh, any age. And um, I'd love to, you know, when, often, I'm, I'm realizing this week that I often think of people that are dancing or, or, you know, playing an instrument or doing dramas being, you know, living their essence. Well, you might be an accountant who's living your essence too. <laughs> it just seems like it takes a whole lot more vulnerability. And courage to be a dancer and to express your unique song or poem or whatever. But by the same token, you know, if you're a case you're at Walmart and you'd rather be counting beads, you know, being an accountant, that's that um, desire, that yearning to be more than you are. Um, and living true to yourself is just as important to retail as it is to being a doctor or being a singer.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I like that you hit on that, that accountants can be living in their essence because everybody's different, right? And everybody's going to come to a different essence statement. And whichever one you come to, you don't need to seek validation from others that that is the right essence statement.
1: Right. I'm starting to use a the phrase unshakable confidence when you are aligned, because our essence is kind of a symbolic of our inner wisdom. Mm. Nobody else knows our inner wisdom, how we were made, you know, or what, what um, turns, you know, makes our heart alive or what, um, uh, what matters to us. And so when you're, when you're living from alignment with your, authentic deep wisdom life gets pretty darn good
0: yeah absolutely it's like heaven on earth
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah no i couldn't agree more couldn't agree more well awesome if there were first any other dreams or goals you want to chat about
1: let's let's move on all
0: right <laughs> um if there <laughs> were oh hit, hit me with it
1: i i still have a dream of being married someday <laughs>
0: There we go. And that, that looks like it's in the works. (laughs) If I'm not incorrect, she has my pursuing her. We were talking about it before the podcast. Um, So maybe you should tell them to listen to this and subtle hints.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it goes along Tim with that. Anything is possible. (laughs) And that has been a strong um, theme in my life besides a queen of courage just in the last two, three years is that when you take off the limits, you know, people often say, we're going to, you know, boxed in. Well, if you take, blow the lid off of what's, what that box, then anything can be possible.
0: I could not agree more. I, um, so I'm also like lifestyle passion coach, very similar thing. I love helping people push through their limiting beliefs and then take massive action towards goals, dreams, their authentic self. I just love it. I I could do it all day. But um, I've started to notice the ways that I limit myself in my speech, or even how my emotion, Tony Robbins talks about your emotional home that you go back to. And like, my like, kind of emotional default will be like anger, or fear, or something really like, uh, something that I kind of had to build up in me to like survive childhood. And now I've like gotten past childhood and I'm an adult and I like, I go back to that still when my life is like completely great, I'll still be like either angry or anxious or like just feeling something that I'm like, this is not what I want to be feeling, you know? And it's like, I've just noticed it: my feelings and my thoughts and my actions, they're all based on some limiting beliefs that I have And, you know, there's the box that people put you in, and then there's the box that you put you in.
1: Our own prison, yeah.
0: Yep. And that is definitely the box. That's something I've noticed um, for myself, for sure. And obviously, you know, helping others helps me help myself, but I still need to make sure that I stay consistent with doing the deep work for me, even as much as I want to help others, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I'm still chewing on some of the limiting beliefs I have around um, money. And because um, a lot of things in my condo is um, secondhand. Now, it hasn't bothered me a whole lot because oftentimes I, I'm going out and, okay, I need this and so, and where can I find it um, used? You know, and, and so I've kind of been a little bit proud of being able to find some pretty nice stuff used. In fact, my, my, um, photo of my that I use mostly for my professional stuff is a white satin jacket with some purple and orchid um floral kind of thing on it and when I tried that on in the second hand store somebody is walking by me and said that looks like it was made for you yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah no I love it and you know what that's even um I love that you touched on that actually because it's something that you've become proud of, right? And you've even noticed it as a limiting belief. And I'm not saying it's bad to thrift shop. I think thrift shop shopping is fun. I think it's bad to thrift shop out of fear or out of limitation. And so I think it's funny how we build our identity on our limiting beliefs. And then it's something that we become proud of because we need to protect our like ego because we need to protect our ego, we don't let go of that limiting belief because it has created our reality. It has created like our like circumstances that we are now proud of. And it's just, it is crazy how deep it runs.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm starting to want to let that version of myself go. Oh, yeah. And um, it's like, I, even moments ago, I was thinking that I, I often use, keep my um, temperature down it's because it's cheaper, you know, yep. and it's just me, and I can put on extra layers, you know. But um, I'm starting to, say, Sharon. There's coming a time when you let that go.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Me, look. I mean, same with me. My um, limiting beliefs around money. There was a course, a ClickFunnels course. Russell Brunson. Um, he's doing a challenge for the month of March, and I just joined that challenge, and then he upsold me on Traffic Secrets. Um, and my biggest problem in my business right now is getting traffic to my podcasts, because that's going to provide leads for real estate and coaching. And so that's what I, I've needed to know. And I finally came across a course. In fact, I knew this was back there the whole time. But in my head, I couldn't access it because it cost money. And I wasn't willing to spend money on it. So it just, there was a block there. And then it, you know, it popped up on my Instagram feed. And I was like, I should buy this but I didn't want to do it because I was scared of spending $397. And see, even then, this is what I'm talking about with my language limiting me. I said, spend $397 when really I'm investing $397. And so um, I had to send it to my brother. I was like, yo, Theo, this would be great for you with your trading mastermind. Should I do it too? I'm thinking about it. He's like, why wouldn't you do it? And I was like, I'm just scared of spending the money. And he was like, do you want to live as a slave to money? Like, a slave to fear? Is that what you want to do? And I was like, no. And I bought the course and I'm already loving it. (laughs) It's just like that investment in myself, you know, it's just even the act of investing in yourself is key. And so that's just one of the small ways we can like push against our limiting beliefs and actions.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm considering um, a course. In fact, I asked somebody about it last night on Messenger. Of uh, course, it's money and you. And it's about 10 times that much. <clears throat> and, and I'm already in a class that I'm spending $700 a month on. So um, it seems like the timing isn't exactly right. Um, but I, I like the, the leader said, don't let money hold you back. So I'm considering still, you know, well, and the, the other thing, that, the big mistake I think we don't do is I can't afford it yet. So if you leave the door open to possibilities, then it may show up just in time or, you know, um, be, I, I'm looking forward to the people I would meet there. And I've I, I signed up for a couple of things that were looking forward to who I would be in class with who I'd meet
0: yeah absolutely and I guess I want to do a quick disclaimer because entrepreneurs tend to be a little uh out there when it comes to risk and so if you're listening to this podcast and you have $300 in your checking account and that's all you have and you're (laughs) you can't can't pay your rent don't go spend that $300 on a course now you you can but maybe don't you know seek counsel, seek counsel for your specific situation. But what I'm saying is put yourself in a position where you can consistently invest in yourself. And if it's the difference between um, some luxuries, like maybe a nicer car that costs $300 a month or $300 invested in yourself a month, take that, take that L, take the lower car, invest in yourself. But don't um, neglect responsibilities that you have. Don't neglect your physical health to um do it do what you think we're telling you to do on this podcast is what i want to say but also if you spend the 397 and you make four thousand in two weeks (laughs) it might change your life so um seek counsel though seek counsel
1: is well and the thing that i've used sometimes is am i willing to take this money out of savings in order to do it
0: exactly exactly so don't don't go dead broke doing it um but also take the leap, take the leap, invest in yourself. And um, the other thing is with a lot of these courses, they have big deliverables, big promises, and they get results for some of the people there. And a big difference between who they get results for and who they don't get results for is that self-belief. So we have our own limiting beliefs. And it's like, are you going to show up and consistently put in the work? And so you have to ask yourself and look at your life. It's like, have I been showing up and consistently putting in the work where I can already. And now I'm just stuck. Or am I not putting in any work and I want somebody else to fix my life for me?
1: Well, and some of that is being honest with yourself. Exactly. And, and um, uh, well, I was thinking of loving yourself. Honoring yourself is, is, can you be honest and honor yourself both? Because, um, I've been chewing on this honoring myself a lot this last year. And it's like, when I, when I get up to where I'd like to be, the level of honoring myself today versus there, I think is a, a lot different and I'm willing to measure up to that higher standard for that, you know, next level.
0: I love it. Honor yourself. There we go. Well, on that note, We're going to move on to our next question. Sharon, if there were one or two people that you could meet right now, and this could be a specific person or a type of person that you're meeting, and they would really help you take the next step towards your highest priority dreams, which is unlocking that untapped potential for all the retirees who have all that free time, being that international speaker, who would they be and how would they do it? Or getting married and living past 100. You can also talk about this.
1: Well, the two people I wrote down, because I, I had to think about this a bit, and um, there's a fellow I've been following, he, I think he's been doing a monthly, like a Saturday Zoom call, but he has a modern elder academy in the Baja, California area, and his name is Chip Connolly. and he has... Um, <laughs> smart wise guy out there he he was one of the people that helped turn around the airbnb business uh, because he knew the um what do you call it the name of the hotel is french and so i i don't know how to pronounce it but he uh he's gotten a couple books out too but chip conley uh there again in fact i might be meeting some local people here that are following him also um next Wednesday at lunchtime. So I'm hoping to see what they're getting out of a course they're enrolled in now for Modern Elder Academy. And uh, Doria uh, Cordova is the lady that has the Money and You course. And I've been following her on Friday evenings with a Zoom call. And um, both of these people are so smart and so wise. And Doya especially has a heart exuding love for the whole world. It's like she embraces the good in the whole world and um, has uh, helped some pretty uh, visible people be the success that they are, like Jack Canfield and Tony Robbins. Um, <clears throat> how she would help me, um, I believe, what i would value most is the people that i would learn from in the class and she, that's one of their selling points but um doria lives in maui or hawaii on a regular basis so she's usually coming from there for the friday events but yeah
0: there we go um, conley and doria cordova
1: yes and the richness of the the people that I would need is something I look forward to when I reach that, you know, upper level. Um, People who have that authenticity and, and a trustworthiness and belief in the impossible.
0: I love it. I love it. Name the most important one or two things that everyday people can do to help you accomplish your goals.
1: Okay, I love that. Um, In fact, I told my mastermind class um, this morning about your question. Um, Right now, I am doing a um, market research. So where I had gone into this business class aimed at doing purpose for boomers, they have advised me to lower that SS um, service to younger people. And I need to do some avatar interviews for this younger segment of population. So I get my message exactly on target. So I want everyday people to send me an email with the topic, uh, avatar interview or market research. Avatar interview or market research. And you send it to Sharon with one R at effortlessvitality.org O-R-G. And as uh, will include your phone number because then I will call you I've got 10 or 12 questions I'd like to ask that help me um, get my message as uh, as clear as possible. So um, the oh and I and I think having your essence statement is like having, um, a lifesaver for living heaven on earth. <laughs> and um, and again, my book is just Fresh Courage in Retirement. There's, I think so many of us need courage and I'm, I'm hoping to infuse the world with co- courageous living.
0: There we go. I love it. So if you guys are listening to this, send her an email with the topic avatar interview or market research. Her email address will be in the show notes. There we go. Um, now we're going to jump into our thriving three. And the first question is, what is your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one.
1: Um, my favorite movie would be um, Patch Adams or Field of Dreams. I love them both the same. <laughs> um, that whole what's possible just really comes out in both of those. Field of Dreams or Patch Adams.
0: Actually, I've never seen Patch Adams. I have to go watch it now.
1: Robin Williams is in it.
0: Mm. That's how you know it's good. Awesome. Well, what is one way you like to take care of yourself?
1: Well, my favorite way on a daily basis is to do a mile walk down my street because there's quite a few lovely yards and um, there's... Uh, usually often lots of dogs a pet and so I take biscuits in my pocket but I'll also whistle at the birds or notice where the rabbits are you know whatever so um, with the winter here in Seattle area we've had a lot of days of rain and it's raining right now so I don't tend to go out in the rain
0: (laughs) you got to come down to Austin
1: oh yeah my nephew lives in New Brunsfeld now
0: Oh, yeah. New Braunfels. Yep. It's uh, nice and sunny here. Nice and sunny.
1: Yeah, I lived in Dallas for 12 years. So Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know. Awesome. Well, what is one action step that you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it to either meet Chip Conley or meet Doria Cordova?
1: Well, um, I considered this about writing Doria uh, email yesterday, and I haven't done it yet, but I may do it by the end of the week. Um, I'm not sure I have her email, but I'm pretty sure I could reach her on on Facebook.
0: You may do Uh, it or you will do
1: it. All right, Timothy Douglas, I swear I will do it.
0: (laughs) There we go. So writing Dorian email and, um, looking for her response.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm going to ask for a scholarship. Mm, Unless you ask, you never know.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. And I know a big thing when reaching out to people, just a teaser question, um, reaching out to people that tend to be, you know, more famous, more like whatever, um, what value are you going to add to her in that email? Just something to think about.
1: Okay, okay. Because um, mm.
0: I know Gary Vee has that book, Jab, 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 Uppercut. It's like give, 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 ask. And so make sure you add that value before you put that ask there at the bottom of the email.
1: Well, I do make these little art blocks. And uh, this was a one way of, of putting together, I love color. I love words of wisdom, and I love sewing. So they all came together, and this was about 10 years ago that I started making these little art blocks. So passion has the ability to light a spark in all of us. So just like Tim is living his passion, it's helping to ignite the spark in other people who believe what's possible for them, you know? Um, This is um, a guy here in Seattle that, uh, worry is a misuse of imagination. So spending your time on worrying on things that probably 90% chance won't happen is a waste of time. So use it to uh, create with your mind, not to worry. That is,
0: wow. Some people say that, including myself, I'm not very creative. I'm not very imaginative. But it's like every time you're worrying, you're using that imagination. So it's not that you're not good at it, it's that you're not good at using it productively or proactively or how you want to use it. I love that.
1: Well, okay, this might help you, Timothy, is that um, when your mind is in the realm of possibilities, you are kind of touching a spiritual element there. You're open to the creative process. So, um, you know, you know, something that you're worrying about is probably something that is behind you and you can't do anything about it anyway. But the curiosity and the possibility thinking is, is kind of an opening scenario rather than that closed in, it probably won't work out kind of mentality.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Thank you. And we have one last question for you, it requires a bit of pretext. So you know how there are people on the planet who have that really fixed mindset, they're not willing to accept help, they're not willing to accept change. Sometimes they'll live their whole life like that, sometimes they'll die like that, unfortunately. Other times they'll make that switch to more of a growth mindset, willing to accept help and willing to accept change. In your opinion, what is the catalyst that causes that change?
1: Well, that kind of happened for my brother, and um, I have often said, "You don't change until you hurt bad enough to want to change." Now, I don't know that he was in a hurting state, but I know he did. Um, he did. He did enroll in a um, multi-level marketing group that taught leadership and growth mindset. And I was so touched at his funeral when people stood up and said that, wow, was one of Bob's favorite words. You know, two or three people said that. And um, his boss's wife was a lady with MS. And he treated her with, even though she's in a wheelchair, he treated her with just as much respect as, you know, the the um, guy that owned the company and um, paying people esteem really adds value to your personality to people like that. But um, let me mention that I'm, I'm a, on queen of courage. I'm doing the five secrets that you must discover before you die. And one of them is become love. And maybe that was part of what changed Bob too is, um, when you love people enough to help them, um, that, that probably is one of those shifting things too.
0: There we go, become love. I love it. Well, awesome, Sharon, is there anything else you wanna chat about before we sign off?
1: Well, one of my favorite sayings that I saw at the on the office Wallet work years and years ago was by Thomas Wolfe It says, if one has a talent and fails to use it, one has failed. If one has a talent and finds a way to use, partially use it, one has partially failed. But if one finds, um, has a talent and finds a way to use the whole of it, potential, one has gloriously succeeded and what a satisfaction few people ever know. And to me, that's what I can do for people in writing their essence statement with them.
0: I love it. There we go. Let's get everybody to that glorious success. Well, Sharon, thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: Thank you for having me. It's been a delight.
0: Yes, it's been so great. And if you guys are listening and you loved what Sharon had to say, you love what she's talking about, finding your essence, make sure to, um, if you're younger, shoot her that email with the subject line, topic, avatar interview, or market research. Follow her contact her. And if you know, Doria, make that connection. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. And as we always ask guys, send this podcast to one to three people, you know, need to hear this message. Shoot us a five-star review on iTunes and we're out